When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Sometimes it's the normal, sometimes it's the abnormal, and sometimes it's the paranormal, but it's always beyond reality. Welcome to the program. It's a snowy, very, very cold November evening here in upstate New York, Cooperstown, New York, as I broadcast from the bunker. Yeah, Arturo comes in, my uh, assistant producer, and says that um, there's like six inches of snow out there. I don't know. I haven't been outside. I don't want to go outside. Uh, It isn't even Thanksgiving yet. I'm not quite prepared for this. And then I'm reading through our chat room and people talking about low temperatures of 10 degrees, single digits in some places, record-breaking cold around the country. Uh, it's just too early. I'm not ready for this. I need, I'm already looking, uh, looking for a reason to find a warmer place to go hang out for the winter because it's, uh, the first time we get hit with cold weather, I'm already sick of it. Um, I'll try not to complain all winter long, I promise, <laughs> but I'm not starting out so well. Uh, we have a really good, pro- maybe this, maybe tonight's program will actually help me because we're going to be talking about angels tonight. Our guest, Corinne Grillo, is the author of a book called The Angel Experiment. She's also the founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy, and she's helped thousands of people all over the world go from angel curious to angel powered. And it all started for her by having a life-saving experience. Uh, she was Her life was saved by angels, angelic activity, and she'll tell us all about that. So uh, maybe maybe we'll find some solace there. I'm not saying they'll control the weather for us, but... Maybe some guidance. I don't know. Uh, Looking ahead, we've got some really, really great programs coming up here on Beyond Reality Radio. And before I tell you what we have coming up, because I'm really excited about it, I want you to go to YouTube. When you have a free moment, find my YouTube channel and subscribe to it because we we, uh, stream the show live there. If you don't have a radio station carrying it in your market, that's a great way to see it. Plus, the archive of episodes is there. We have something like 400 back episodes of Beyond Reality Radio on the YouTube channel, and it's all free. Just go there and check it out. But subscribe, like everything you can, and uh, hit the notification icon so you're notified when we do stream live and when we upload bonus content, because there's some of that there as well. So, as I said, we've got some really interesting programs coming up. Uh, Tomorrow night, we'll be talking about Bigfoot. Ron Meyer will be with us. He's a filmmaker and an author of a new book called Bigfoot Singularity. He says that Bigfoot are actually alien creatures with paraphysical and paranormal capabilities. And that is a theory that is getting more and more traction. Why can't we catch a Bigfoot? Because they're interdimensional. Why can't we see evidence of uh, Bigfoot creatures Corpses, skeletons, bones, whatever it happens to be, because they're alien creatures. These are the the ideas that are being tossed around. Uh, Thursday night, Greg Doyle will be here. He's an author and an astral traveler. He'll tell us how to separate our astral bodies from our physical bodies in order to explore the universe. And then Friday will be a best of program. Now, Monday night show, very, very exciting. Um, I'm trying to remember all the films because they don't all come to mind. But uh, if I were to say to you, Throw out a bunch of films like uh, E.T., Cujo, and now I'm playing in others. <laughs> there's like a thousand films, and there's one actor, uh, actually actress, that has been in all of those films. D. Wallace is who I'm talking about. I, I, I should have prepared. I should have made a list of uh, of the films that she's been in. She's been in so much stuff. So many things. Uh, But she's going to be here because she's actually not just an actress, but she's also an author and a healer. And she'll be introducing us to conscious creation and how to live a better life. Dee Wallace. She's been at Scaricon many, many times. That's how I know her. And uh, I didn't realize that she had this other... uh, uh, aspect to her life, uh, which I'm I'm just really excited to talk about it. She's a, she's a legend in Hollywood. 
And now she's going to talk about conscious creation and how to live a better life. That'll be Monday night's program. D Wallace going to be exciting. Um, like us on Facebook, go to beyond reality radio, go to my page, JV Johnson, give that a like as well. And, um, that, that should do it. Let's go to break here and bring our guest in Corinne Grillo. Again, we're talking about her book, the angel experiment. It's beyond reality radio. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products. And all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark. Because you deserve to save too. Become a Shark and save. D. Wallace, who will be our guest Monday night to talk about her life as a healer and uh, conscious creation and how to live a better life. She's been in 250 different films and television shows, including E.T., Cujo, The Howling. She was in The Office. She was Andy Bernard's mother in The Office in one episode. Uh, Lords of Salem, Three from Hell, that's a relatively new movie, and a bunch of others. Obviously, 250 different credits. So, looking forward to Monday night's program to talk with D. Wallace. Tonight, however, uh, we're going to be talking about angels. Our guest tonight, Corinne Grillo, is a licensed psychotherapist, author, speaker, healer, teacher, and founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy. A mind-blowing miracle from angels saved her life, cured her of a lifelong depression, and awakened her spiritual gifts. She now teaches others all over the world how to awaken their spiritual gifts, heal their lives, and discover their true purpose by working with angels and the divine. She teaches by bridging others with direct mystical experiences, excessive amounts of laughter, down-to-earth spiritual wisdom, ritual, and powerful energy medicine that awakens the heart, mind, and soul. She says miracles are real, you're not alone, and there's no such thing as coincidence. Corinne, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. It's a pleasure to have you here tonight. Wow, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a, a fantastic discussion, um, and it always piques people's interest when you start talking about angels. But before we get too far into this, I think we need to kind of lay some groundwork. And if I'm to ask this question, which I know there's no simple answer to, I'm anxious to hear your perspective, though. So what are angels? Yes, isn't that a complicated question? Uh, the short answer is that angels are messengers between the human realm and the divine realm. Uh, but there's a lot of debate on what they actually are. All I can say is that cultures from all around the world, no matter what religion, no matter how big or small the religion, all of them talk about some form of benevolent being that's here to support us. And that benevolent, benevolent being, we have uh, called many different things. One of those uh, things that we use is the word angels, I'm assuming is what you're saying here. Yes, yes. So are, if they're divine, does that mean that they are part of God's creation? Or, I mean, we get into a little bit of sticky territory here, don't we? Right. Yes, we sure do. We sure do. Um, and uh, my approach with angels is actually highly non-religious, um, highly spiritual, but non-religious. So I know even some people have an issue with saying the word God, uh, yeah. because that has other connotations to them. So I like to kind of open up the, play, the playing field there by calling God, source, creator, universe, uh, whatever, whatever framework fits for you most. Isn't it funny how sometimes we get into splitting hairs based on language? I mean, yeah. I mean it really is kind of funny because, um, you know, if you accept the presence of angels, then you have to accept the presence of something else, whatever it happens to be. And, and I guess what we call it is kind of irrelevant as long as it's there. Yes, I, you know, and I've learned over the years to kind of stay, stay out of the, those kinds of debates and just talk about what is true cross-culturally and also talk about what's true based on my personal findings over the years. When we talk about angels, are we talking about spiritual beings with wings and harps? 
Um, some people, some people actually, you know, when they're using their intuition, will see a wing or two. Um, but I, I feel like that's that's a little, you know, maybe it's a little publicity on some level. Someone drew, you know, painted a couple paintings, and those images stuck with us. But um, but yeah, from my perspective, they can come in a lot of different shapes, sizes, and forms. But they usually have something to do with a, a whole lot of light and a good vibe, a really good vibe that comes around. So, um, so that's, that's something I can say for sure. Uh, the wings thing, sometimes yes, maybe sometimes no. You know, I think I think you made a very important point there. We often think that um, we are beholden to these images that in many cases we were as you said painted on uh you know on, on uh, temple ceilings or um in other forms of artwork throughout the middle ages where they had this particular uh version of these things that we're talking about now but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what they are right right not necessarily and, and but it's not to say that they're not that either um, so again different intuitives will see different things with the same frequencies and the same energy so so yeah, I have yet to see one show up in my room with with a harp, but I'm not opposed to that notion. <laughs> so, um, you have a very very uh, personal reason for being here tonight. Not necessarily f- for being here, but the path that led you here, I guess, is a better way to put it. Um, angels or an angel in some way uh, affected you very very deeply, and you go far as far as saying uh, saved your life. Tell us what happened. Well, yes, actually, it's, uh, my my earlier life for the first several decades was quite tortured, uh, and I suffered with a, a lot of depression based on a series of events that happened when I was younger. Um, and it's not like I did not necessarily believe in angels; I just didn't realize how real and practical they were, and that they weren't just these figures and books that we read about, uh, and that actually they're right here, right now, here to support us. But yeah, I was going through a really intense period in my life, and a friend of mine, you know, coincidentally, quote-unquote, bought me an angel healing and reading, and uh, she didn't know what I was going through at the time, but um, but again, it was a really dark period. I mean, really the only prayer that I was doing back in the old days was wishing that that day would be my last. Um, and ironically, I'm a licensed psychotherapist, so I was a psychotherapist at the time, uh, burning the candle at both ends, trying to rescue kids off the street and things like that, or gang, gang kids off the street. Um, but I was just in a, in a rough, a real rough, I mean, I was drinking maybe about a fifth of tequila every two days and on antidepressants and and, and on up, you know, other prescription medications just to kind of keep my engines rolling uh, severely ineffectively, but I was doing my best. Um, and so I went to this angel healing, and it was a birthday gift, so I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, oh, let's go talk to a psychic kind of thing. Um, but after that session, I really felt different, and I felt, um, I guess, energy I didn't know how to describe it back then, but, you know, like energy and openness and and optimism and positivity, and it was really the first time in years that I had experienced that. And so when I was leaving, the lady told me, she said, you know, the angels are here, and they really want you to talk to them as if they're real. And so after today, I want you to just talk to them as if they're real. They're right there in the room with you. And so that's what I did. And uh, over that next few days, I started seeing an increase in all these angel synchronicities, you know, like billboards with angels on them and angel songs playing on the radio. And, and it was really powerful. I mean, um, but, but I still didn't have that categorical proof that I, there was a real communication going on uh, until it was about three days into it. I was driving down the hood, one of the streets of the hood where, you know, where I worked, and I was going to a client's house. And uh, uh, just, just sputtering down the road, and uh, this bird dropped from the sky and and kind of crash landed right in front of my car. So I hit the brakes, and I drove around it, and it was this bird about pigeon size, and it was uh, pushing itself up 
with its good wing, but I could see that one of its wings was completely mangled. So um, and I, I was, like, really confused because I was just coming off of, you know, a couple of days of angel bliss, and then, I, you know, the, the, here was this crash landing, and it felt really weird and abrupt, and I, I was, like, really sad. So I did what I had learned to do over this last few days, which was ask the angels for help and, and support. So I asked the angels to take this bird out of its suffering and made my little prayer and uh, drove around the car and looked in the rearview mirror and I saw the bird start shimmying down on the ground. It started kind of a little, a little wobble, a little bouncy. And as I, so I stopped the car and as I looked, I saw a small bird jump up from that bird and fly away. And then a second bird jump up from the body of that bird and fly away. And then a third, slightly smaller bird than the other two jump up and fly away. And what was left on the ground was nothing. And so uh, I got out of the car because I didn't care if I was in the hood as a single woman. I was just going to get out and (laughs) check, you know, what happened after that. And so there was no body left on the ground. And I'm telling you, I could feel almost like my hair wanting to stand on its end. It was like there's this energy or this presence around. And at that moment, I knew that what I had witnessed was a miracle, and that moment really changed me. Do you think that miracle was an effort to help you believe, or do you think it was uh, an answer to a prayer to help the birds specifically, or both? I feel like it was both, and, and you know, I, I was coming again. I I think sometimes you get you get big things happen to you like that when you're really, really dense. And at the time, I was really, really dense and really dumb, really cut off, and not living right. And I feel like it was it was definitely a wake up call, and it ushered in. Uh, quite literally, it was like a whole new world opened up to me. And that first miracle was just the beginning of a series of extraordinary events and changes in my life, in the quality of my heart, my mind. And it was like all of this weight, all of this burden that I'd been carrying for most of my life uh, quickly started to vanish. And even some of my health conditions started disappearing. But most importantly, I started hearing the other voice, the, the voice inside of us that is kind and gentle and hopeful and full of dreams and inspiring. And, and I started being guided into different aspects of life that I think I would never, ever, ever have given, given an opportunity to, to live or thrive. You're in, um, you're in California, right? I sure am, so you're, yes. you're probably not dealing with the cold that the rest of us out here on the East Coast are dealing with. <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely not, no. <laughs> it, we have six inches of snow, according to my uh, assistant producer, on the ground tonight. Now, it isn't even Thanksgiving. I, I, I'm starting to question whether I need to start talking to some angels about this. <laughs> what you can definitely melt that snow with 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 some angel mind bullets for sure <laughs> tell us a little bit more about your life prior to your quote-unquote awakening um what was going on was it was it that you weren't you, you couldn't see the bright spots in your life or was there something else dragging you down yeah, I think it was just a, a culmination of a pretty severe uh, childhood. Um, and I really, it was really by the time of 18 is the first time I remember wishing to die. And, and I just never had the guts to, to follow through with it. But I can guarantee you in my 20s, I did a lot of things in my 20s that would have eventually gotten, you know, gotten to that end eventually. But it was, a, you know, just drugs and it, it, it was... It was it was a mess. <laughs> it, was, it was really horrible. But you know what's crazy is that I was always really good at kind of white knuckling through it. So I would fake it on the outside, which you know play a good game. I actually got an education. I managed to get an edu- education in my twenties, which was uh, another strange miracle. But I don't know how that happened. Um, and then I you know I did the thing. I did the formula. I got a husband. I had a kid. I had a house. Uh, but really, it was the shadows of my past that that just couldn't, that just kept on pulling me back, you know, kept on pulling me down. And I, I even though I suffered so much, there's always a part of me that, that was, had some level of optimism or hope, but it could never quite break through. The uh, folks in my chat, by the way, are telling me I need to go outside and make a snow angel. So there's, no. <laughs> there's a nice oh, connection. Sweet. See, you, know, you get to make a snow angel. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, so, 
as you were experiencing this, uh, and as you look back at it, as you reflect on it now, um, any any conversation of angels has to include the concept that there are fallen angels or dark energies. Mm-hmm. Do yes. you think that you are under the influence of maybe some of the darker sides of what we consider to be this divine power? Absolutely, yes. That's 100% a part of what was going on. Besides my own trauma, I think people who uh, are sensitives uh, definitely can attract things. And if you're unconscious of them, then they can kind of take over. And so, so yeah, I absolutely believe that. And I also believe that because, you know, over the years, I, I was guided to start doing healing work for other people. And they would, many, again, I'm a psychotherapist, so people would come in when they're really going under, un, undergoing extreme mental uh, pain, suicidal. And when I would work with them uh, energy-wise, and when I started bringing angels into the room and cleaning them out, it is amazing the shift, the mind shift that would happen, and I believe it's because we would clear out the darkness, and what the natural, the real person is underneath was underneath all of that. So I feel like that's why so much of that disease could disappear so quickly. Some healers and some people who uh, are sensitive to this type of energy say that they can actually see somebody with a dark energy, basically piggyback riding or or hanging on to and weighing down a person. Is that what you see? Uh, Yeah, sometimes when it's really severe. I have to tell you the story. I had a woman come in, and I was talking to her, and I saw this. um, It was like a a shadow around one side of her head. And as I was watching her, one of her eyes was tracking me, and then the other eye would kind of, like, go in other directions. And, you know, I didn't want want to say anything because it was a little awkward, right? Right, sure. But I, I asked her about, you know, what was going on with her, and she said, you know, she was you know, going through depression and hard times, uh, but sometimes her vision went in and out. And so right away I just felt, okay, this is an entity with her that's kind of uh, somehow, they don't always get all the way infiltrate to where they can, can control the eyeball, but this one had penetrated. And I'll tell you why. Sometimes, sometimes when people aren't living right and they're doing a lot of things they feel ashamed or guilty about, I feel like that sometimes makes people even more susceptible. So this woman was a prostitute, and that alone wouldn't do it, but she didn't like that she was doing that. She, she, it was, in a sense, she felt punished by it, and she felt she didn't like um, that that was what she was doing with her, her life. So I feel like that's why it kind of had, in a sense, was taking hold. So um, I broke the news to her that I felt like she may have a hitchhiker, and I asked her permission to see what we can do about it. Some people think that uh, when it comes to ghostly activity, uh, when we start talking about possession in 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 the form of a, a ghost type possession or, or some type of negative uh, haunting type situation, some people feel that uh, drugs, alcohol, other um, I don't know what we would call them. Um, I guess addictions, substances, substances and addictions mm-hmm. um, open the door to some of these darker energies. Have you found that to be true? Yes, absolutely. I, I really do believe that. And, you know, they call they call alcohol spirits for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And so, yeah, I do believe that different um, substances have different energies attached to them. And so if you go into using uh, without that consciousness, then you can easily get polluted and then puppeted by these energies. And I believe part of what drives addiction besides our biological uh, need for it is um, an emotional, spiritual drive. There's, there's energies that are feeding off of this type of suffering. Did you consider yourself or were you a religious person before this awakening of yours? Not at all. No, I, I was not. I was spiritual, and I was interested in spiritual things. But it, let's say it was like a light hobby. Like I would always, perk, you know, pique my interest if something something like that was on television. But um, I, I was open minded. Let's put it that way. But I was not a full blown believer until obviously the miracle, and then uh, subsequently what happened in my life afterwards. Do you consider yourself religious now? I am not religious. No, I'm still not religious. But you are spiritual. I am spiritual. I, I consider myself essentially a mystic, and so a mystic um, identifies as someone who is there to discover the truth uh, behind the dogma. So um, now I don't discount religion. I, I embrace religions, and I'm fascinated by religions, but to choose one is really hard for me because I'm fascinated by all of them. I tend to be—I'm uh, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian, but I tend to start 
I'm starting to believe, based on all the discussions I've had on this program, that it's really uh, up to the, it's an interpretation, I don't know how to say this other than beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's it's our yeah. own interpretation, but it's kind of all the same thing. It's a big spiritual soup, if you will, <laughs> and we all we all may interpret it a little bit differently. Yeah, I, I, that's what I've kind of discovered along the way, because uh, to me, because angels came to me when I was at my peak of being non-religious, and, and uh, you know, I, I just believe that, you know, the spiritual realm transcends religion, and you dial into uh, to the beauty channel, or you dial into the not-beauty channel, and, uh, yeah, there's, um, you know, there's just so much amazing information in all the religions and again it's like those the mystic the mystical vein of all the religions kind of start sounding uh in resonance with each other when you when you you've used the phrase when angels came to you or when angels come to you when you have that experience do you see the angel or do you just see the action or feel the presence of the angel Yes. So initially, it was seeing the response in the world around me, like in nature or on billboards. It was like a, a lively communication uh, based in synchronicity. Uh, but then it kind of up leveled to me be able, being able to feel them. And each one of us has specific gifts. So, um, so for me, my 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 clairsentience kind of activated, so I could feel the presence of beings with me. Uh, but some people will get activated, and other people will get activated by having visions or see lights everywhere. Um, but I personally, I love the clairsentience because you can actually feel your angels um, holding your hand or touching your shoulder, and it's extremely comforting. So I love to teach people how to awaken those gifts so that they know if once you feel an angel with you, you. you you can't discount that. It's really hard. But if you kind of have a vision of one, you can go, oh, that's just my imagination. I know you talk to them. Do they talk yeah. to you, and do you have conversations? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. And that's a lot of what um, the angel experiment is about, is to help teach people how to talk to angels and also how angels talk back, and they can talk back in a variety of ways. So people who are more clairaudient, who are more, um, who who hear hear more, we'll hear, we'll, we'll hear some, some voices. And in the beginning, it sounds like, it can sound like your own voice, but the texture is different. So usually it's, it's um, you'll receive messages of positivity and hope, and, or you get inspiration and, and insight. So sometimes it can be really subtle in the beginning, but the more that you work your angel magic, the more things get w- way more obvious. Does everybody have the ability to do this? Oh, yes, absolutely. I fully believe that. Yes. Um, I've trained people from all over the world. We've had thousands of people go through one class of mine or another, and uh, it's really not that hard for us to, to reopen these, these spiritual senses because it's part of us. It's like we're born with these arms and legs that no one teaches us how to use, and then we feel so cut off from life itself. And so, yes, we all have them. We're all born with it. But sometimes these muscles get atrophied, and so you just work, 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 work to you know, start flexing them a little bit, and it really doesn't take much at all for these things to start working. Uh, Corinne, is this your first book? Yes, this is my first book. I mean, it's not an easy decision to decide to write a book. How did you come about to decide to do that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's actually based on um, on a 21-day angel ritual that I've done internationally, you know, so I released it internationally, and and people had such radical experiences. I was like, oh, amazing. And so it had been a couple years, and then I got the download from Spirit that I was supposed to convert it into essentially book form. So it, it took me a while, took me a while to to uh, to make that happen. But uh, you know, with with a lot of nudging from from the <laughs> angels, uh, we got it done. Really? So you were inspired, obviously, because your experience inspired you to begin with. But you were inspired, and then to use your word, nudged by uh, the angelic world to actually put this in writing. Uh, yes, yes. Actually, uh, pretty much the evolution of my career has happened nudge by nudge by the angels, because none of this that I'm doing now would have ever been possible with old me. 
Like, I, I did not have the imagination for any of this stuff. So um, just nudge by nudge, they started put, forcing me out of my little shell. As a matter of fact, I, I didn't even want to put my picture on a website. That's how shy and introverted I was. <laughs> so so slowly but surely, uh, we got out there, and now there's a book. And, and yeah, so I just kind of sit, you know, I wait, and I, I listen to guidance and, and create uh, angel parties for, for people to participate in. How do those nudges come to you? How do you feel them? What's the sensation? Is it, is it, does it come in thought? Does it, does it come in something more physical? Yeah, you know, a lot of times they have, especially if they want me to create something, they'll, you know, kind of wake me up. It'll be like I, I can't sleep. So, you know, they'll wake me up at like three thirty, four o'clock, and then I, I get up and I, I start writing, or I, a down, a, an idea will be downloaded, and then a lot of times it would be like, in the beginning, it, it seems so far fetched that it's like you, that can't actually be true what they're asking me to do. Um, you know, like when I started reaching more international audiences and going online, it's like, oh, that can't can't actually be true. Um, but yeah, so they'll wake me up at like 3.30 or 4 and start giving me inspiration to write or create a new program. Or uh, I did a lot of the writing of this book. They would, they would wake me up. And I didn't realize, you know, I thought I had insomnia, but I didn't because I would write for a couple hours and I was never tired during the day. Uh, so it's like I needed less sleep. I need less sleep during those periods of high, heightened creativity. Um, but yeah, even this book, it's a 21-day angel experiment, and it's 21, day, uh, 21 days of uh, angel invocations and meditations and transmissions, and each day I sat with the angels and I said, okay, what is happening today? What are we giving these people today? And so every day was rolled out by the angels, and some of the days I actually debated them, because I really wanted, wanted to, to do, do a certain thing, and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. And then I'd be like, well, I mean, what kind of angels don't want, like, passion in the book. Come on, you know? Um, so yeah, sometimes there's a debate <laughs> even. Do you ever feel like you're being drawn back to the life that you were living prior to this experience that maybe those dark energies are tempting you or that maybe you feel like you uh, are going to turn your back on the good angels that have helped you? Does that ever happen? Oh, yeah, I think that's just part of being human. Yes, the darkness swells, especially when I'm about to have, right before I'm about to cross a new threshold of, of um, visibility or success or anytime I'm doing something new, the dark, the dark pole inside of me uh, kind of wants to remind me, oh, you know, who do you think you are? And, you know, I feel like a 19-year-old kid again sometimes. But I've gone through so many thresholds like this. It's, I understand what it is now. And, you know, I just dig deeper in. And, and, you know, cross my fingers, put my helmet on, put my helmet on and <laughs> do my best to get through it. But, you know, and there's no angel teacher, spiritual teacher, anybody who's going to be talking about spirit. None of us are immune to getting pulled down every once in a while. It's really about what we choose to do when that's happening and how long, you know, before that, those kinds of, uh, that kind of pull would take me down for decades. And now, you know, maybe it's like a week I'm feeling a little low, but it's nothing like it used to be. Nothing like it used to be. I, I suppose if we're to believe biblical stories, uh, even the most pure and the most divine uh, are uh, subject to those temptations and those forces as well. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I don't know if anybody's cornered the market on being immune to that. No, it's just part of who we are. And I, I, you know, what's amazing is that in the past, I would have really judged myself for having these incredibly human moments. But what I've learned by working with angels directly and, and really even the people that I teach how to work with angels, I don't hear anybody ever saying, you know, oh, the divine is judging you right now for being human. Like, no one says that, you know, I've never gotten the message of judgment. You know, I only get compassion when I'm in those low places. We have about a minute here before we have to go to our top of the hour break. And I want to take this particular minute and let you talk about your website a little bit. Obviously, there's information about the book there, um, but you also have things like the inner sanctum and angel readings. What else can people find if they visit your website, which is your name, CorinneGrillo.com? Yeah, they can find, oh, the 7-Day Miracle Challenge, which is a great starter, um, and that kind of sets sets people up for success, uh, and that's a 7-day email sequence, and step-by-step, step, we kind of teach you how to open your, your life to angels um, on there. We also have a robust uh, angel community called the 7, well, it's the 7-Day Miracle Challenge Facebook group, so a lot of people join me there. The Angel Alchemy Academy is my 
six-month intuitive angel healing training, and we have people from all over the world who are angel alchemists, and also the angel readings are uh, readings that uh, that are my students, that are graduates of my students. They give a really beautiful, powerful, potent healings and angel readings, and they're just really out there kicking serious butt and spreading the love. And just uh, quickly, where can people find the book? It's you have it on your website, obviously, but where else is it available? Yes, it's um, it's on the website. It's on Amazon. It's at Barnes and Noble, um, and people are finding it in the actual stores. So you can find find it wherever is convenient for you. Thanks for being here. There's a lot of ways. There are a lot of ways you can listen to the program on great radio stations all around the country. Plus, uh, if you don't have a station in your market, you can go to YouTube, stream the show live there. Just search for JV Johnson. We stream live every night. Plus, there's an archive of episodes there, about 400 that are available to you. Just subscribe to the channel when you find it. Um, There's also a stream on our app. Uh, Go to your app store and search for Beyond Reality Radio Mobile, and you can listen to the live stream there as well. So a lot of great ways you can catch the program. Also... It's available as a podcast the following day. A lot of people uh, who have to work early don't uh, have the opportunity to stay up and listen to the live version, and they download it and listen to it on their commute. We thank you for doing that. We, we get uh, tens of thousands of downloads every day, and we appreciate you doing that as well. You're just as important to us, no doubt. Tonight we're talking about angels. Our guest is Corin Grillo, author of a book called The Angel Experiment. We are taking your phone calls as well at 844-687-7669. Corinne, we have all heard, um, particularly if you listen to this program, a very, very common story uh, about angels. And it's it goes something like this. Um, a person is having some type of distress or trouble, and a stranger shows up and helps them solve this problem. The problem gets solved, and then suddenly the person, the stranger, disappears. Or... Somebody is in uh, an accident and they see a, a figure pull them out of, a, out of a burning car, say, and I'm just be, you know, speaking in generalities here. Uh, and then that person disappears. Uh, and these folks who experience these things, things believe fully that those were angelic encounters. What do you think of those types of experiences? Oh, I think absolutely. I, I mean, I've, I've heard I've heard a lot of stories, and uh, I, I just think it's so incredible. It's fascinating. And even though I do this work for a living, I mean, it never gets old. You know what I mean? Just, I love hearing these amazing stories of hope, uh, people coming in just in the nick of time. Um, it's just wonderful. And in most cases, those folks weren't looking for, weren't asking for that kind of help. It just came to them. How does it just come to them? Does that mean that these angels are watching us and and, uh, watching over us all of the time? I believe they are. Yes, I believe they are. And they hear they hear us. They hear our pleas, whether we're consciously doing it or not. They hear the suffering. And sometimes they can come, you know, and help help adjust reality a little bit. Maybe uh, it's not your time to go, and they step on in. Um, a lot of times, you know, it, in order for them to really influence free will, something, something's got to be a little amiss there. So the, the savings in the car accidents and things like that, it's, you know, they must have permission to come in and intervene in those moments. But yeah, I I did not believe that angels were were right here right now listening in not too many years ago. But now I 100% believe it, and I know that they have a variety of ways to intercede on our behalf. You say they need permission to come in, and they need permission to intercede. What does that mean? Um, often it, it's a matter of free will. So they're not necessarily, from what I understand, not necessarily allowed to interfere with our free will. So we're going to make our choices. We're going to go down, we're going to go downtown and drop ourselves off for a while, suffer pain. But if it's not maybe in the plan, they'll intervene without us asking. But if we don't ask, then Technically, they're not necessarily supposed to do big interventions here, uh, which is why I spend a lot of time talking about the fact that we need to be asking for this help as often as possible because, again, I didn't know it was as practical as it is, but angels can really help us with anything. Let's jump to our listener line. This is Brent in New Orleans. Hey, Brent, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Great. What's Uh, on your mind? Yeah, sure. Most people who think angels would be like a somebody who crossed through who had died, and I lost my baby at three months old, going on about two years now. And, like, what's your thoughts on how a baby who would be three months old would contact you or, like, 
Brent, uh, yeah. first of all, Brent, uh, very, very, very sorry for your loss. That is a, a pain that is probably unimaginable. Uh, it's yeah. quite unimaginable. But I guess the question here, Corinne, is um, uh, does uh, does it matter if, if we first of all, if we if we lose someone, does that soul become an angel, have an opportunity to become an angel? Um, and if so, does it matter the age of of, of the person when they pass? Um, you know, from my understanding, it does not matter. And uh, this baby, you know, often there's many people believe that the people in our lives are with us for eternity. It's, so this is probably not your first rodeo, and that baby's with you, and they don't disappear. They don't, you know, they're, they're with, us, with us in our hearts, but they can be three months old, they can be 90 years old, um, but they are part, part of us interwoven in our hearts forever. Brent, it's been two years for you. Have you been able to find any um, any comfort from your grief? Uh, I mean, you learn to deal with it. You know, you don't. I don't think it'll ever go away. You know, but you know, have certain family members that claim they have certain, I guess, intervening situations, and mm-hmm. but mostly only with like the other kids. You know, like my nieces and nephews, really. And I just never really had anything, any kind of son that like I wouldn't. I would say is. You know, my my baby. Whereas yeah. everybody else, I feel like they just want to see something so bad that they do, mm-hmm. and it's kind of confusing to think how people could contact you, and when she couldn't even talk a lot, you know, or anything like that. Well, one of the things, and I'll, I'll just jump in here. One of the things that uh, we've talked about on this program at length is that um, you know these souls. When a baby is born, the soul isn't necessary, necessarily a new soul. In fact, in many cases, it could be a very old soul with a lot of experience. And when they leave this world, uh, regardless of the age, that soul should still have the ability to um, understand and in, main, in, in some cases communicate. And you've got to look for the subtle signs, Brent. Um, I would, I would, would you agree with that, Corinne? Yes, it, it starts with the subtle signs. And also, if you're... Uh... If you just, you know, in a sense, open up your heart to just feel the presence of the love that's with you. Sometimes that's a really simple, sweet way way to do it as well. But, yeah, there is communication. And I love your point, J.V., about the, the baby was three months old, but that, that soul was eternal and can is capable of much more than we would expect. Something else I want to say to you, Brent, is that um, if you're still struggling or you still have some grief, I know you get used to it, but uh, Archangel Osrael really can help um, open up the pathway a little bit. First of all, help remove some of the grief and make you feel more at peace. And maybe if you feel a little bit more at peace, you'll be able to also feel feel more of the presence of, of that, that beautiful little soul. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for the call, Brent, and uh, our prayers and love uh, to you, of course. Yes. I want to kind of go back to uh, Brent's call, Corin. I it begs the question, how can angels help us with grief? Yeah, well, you know, I found that, like like I was uh, mentioning, Archangel Azrael. So what, what they can do is, first of all, what the angels show me is that grief is deeply connected to love. So if we can just fill in, connect with that love, and let some of the heaviness go, um, that that's possible. Um, but yeah, Archangel Azrael can help open up the portal. He is known to help uh, souls cross over to the other side, but he's also helps families left behind alleviate some of that grief and comforts comfort them in, in a blanket of warmth. And so I know a lot of people that work with Archangel Azrael, and it's not just recent grief. It can help you go back. Uh, like Azrael can help you if you had a loss 10, 20, 30 years ago that you still know you haven't gotten over. Um, not that we can ever fully get over it, but uh, some of that old trauma, he's good at lifting that out as well. Let's jump back to our listener line. This is uh, Jennifer in North Carolina. Hey, Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hey, JV, how are you doing? Great, thank you. What's on your mind? <laughs> um, no, I was just calling, you know, first off, for that Brent uh, caller, you know, sorry to hear about all that. I um, couldn't even imagine. Um, but basically, and I'm sorry, I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, a couple, about four years ago, my niece, uh, passed away, uh, giving birth to her son. Mm. Um, so that kind of like, yeah, it kind of like, oh, okay. Um, but you know, when we got there, you know, the, her son was in ICU or, or the NICU and, and she's in another hospital. So, but 
when we got in there to her room, it was just me and her husband, and we're standing there, and it was just like this peace come over me, even though I was sitting there watching her on life support, you know, they were fixing to, to take her off and all that. But the biggest question is, like, was she there? Is, was that her? Was that another angel? Um, you know, because I've had a couple of different, you know, experiences. Um, you know, two years ago, my husband actually took his own life. And, oh, jeez. Um, yeah. It's so been, sorry. It's been a rough couple of wow. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, but, you know, I, I think that even in that instance, you know, like an angel, you know, makes things happen because um, I was coming down the road. I knew there was a possibility he was fixing to do that, but um, it was the possibility he was going to take me with him. Um, but a stoplight got me. You know, and typically I, you know, I go on through this, this yellow light, you know, but at that moment, something just came over me and was like, no, Jennifer, you need to stop. Um, you know, is that angels or is that just coincidence? What, how was your feelings on different things like that? Because I look at it like she was there looking after me, um, you know, to make sure I didn't get, you know, to the, to the house and walk in in the middle, you know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, well, uh, yeah, I think that's 100% possible. And, you know, when she was crossing over, one of the sense that I got is that you were experiencing, in a sense, what she experienced as well, because a lot of times when they cross over, there's this incredible love and warmth and peace in the room. So I feel like you were gifted with that um, beautiful experience of her uh, go- finding peace. And, yeah, I think it's a very common. I think you'd probably agree, J.B., that, that often some of our, our crossed-over loved ones do watch out for me. Um, but I also feel that you have really strong angels with you that have probably more than once kind of nudged you in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And I love, I'm so glad you stopped. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, wow. Um, you're, you're, uh, you've had a lot on your shoulders, Jennifer, um, and I'm, I'm certainly glad that uh, there seems to be some kind of president, presence helping you and, and guiding you and maybe protecting you and watching over you. That's very, yes. very important. I hope you find some comfort no, in that. A, hope you find comfort absolutely. in that. Absolutely. Good, good. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for the phone call. I hope you feel better. Um, how about that, though? You must have heard... Uh, stories similar to Jennifer's where just, you know, something as simple as a stoplight uh, changes everything. And, and is that, is that angelic uh, intervention? Um, I I suppose in some cases it probably is. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's very, (laughs) you could build a very strong case uh, for that, especially because she remembers that moment. Uh, If it wasn't a significant moment, she, she probably wouldn't remember it. So often our angelic guidance it seem it can seem mundane at the time, but there's a different feeling about it that that people take pause and notice. Would that be considered a miracle? Yes, I I think so. I mean, it, again, it's the eye of the beholder, but I think uh, miracles come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. And and if we're paying attention, which Jennifer did, she paid attention, and she she can look at that moment and go, "Wow, that was really special." Um, and yeah, I, I believe they're happening all the time. These little nudges and these little inspirations and this, these little gifts that uh, Spirit is trying to give us all the day long. It's just a matter of us shifting our awareness to be able to see it. If angels exist and they're helping us in the ways that we've been talking about tonight, does that automatically mean there's a heaven and then by definition a hell? Right. Yeah. I don't know if that automatically means means those things. Yeah. So um, all, all I know is that we, we have helpers, and they are, I believe, come from source, God, creator. Um, and the heaven and hell debate is, again, a debate I, I don't often get into, but I know that there's dark beings and light beings. I just don't know where they live. <laughs> where they where they call home, right? <laughs> I don't know, wherever they call home, wherever they hang their hat. I have no idea. We'll uh, leave that to the biblical scholars. <laughs> exactly. Um, how how do you if you feel that your life, anyone listening, feels that their life is in a dark place? What's the first step they need to take to start to find some help? Oh yeah, the first step is to ask for help. 
and to do it diligently. And I would say Archangel Michael is my favorite go-to Archangel when someone's really suffering with the dark emotions and heavy energy. You know, he's a he's the warrior and and runs you know runs with a crew of amazing warriors that are there to really fight the low end and knock it out of the ballpark. So um, I, I I just if there's one Archangel that you you need to know about is Archangel Michael, and you can just ask him to help take away your pain, take away uh, your worry, your depression. And the key point is breathing. You have to sit and breathe and allow this energy to change. So a lot, they, some, the angels move energy through our breathing and through our breath, and they can't open up our energy system so much if we stay with collapsed lungs. So you have to remember how to breathe. Uh, a quick question from our chat room. Are there enough angels to help everybody? Yeah, I think there's way more angels than there are people. And they're, because they're multidimensional, like the same angel, you know, if one person in India is talking to Archangel Michael, it doesn't mean he can't talk to everybody else, too. So uh, he can be everywhere at once. So there's plenty of angels for everyone. And I really have never met someone that didn't have some kind of angelic presence with them. Of course, it's up to the person whether or not they're going to um, listen and, and feel the support from them. But they're there. They're, they're really there. Corinne, let's talk about the book a little bit. First of all, I want to know about the word experiment in the title. What, are, what does that mean in relationship to this book? Uh, yes, it's it. Well, it's exactly that. It's an experiment, and I think um, over the years it's become really important for me to to especially in, not just but to, to encounter believers, but not not just believers, but also non-believers. And um, you know, the experiment itself is like your life is a laboratory, and through the process of this book, I take you step by step through a process that uh, is designed to get you. In Angel experiences. So uh, I, we just, you know, I think what's key is just having an open mind, even if it's sl- even slightly open. You don't have to be a full believer. And the reason why you don't have to be a full believer is because the angels believe in you. So it doesn't always have to be a two-way street, but you do, do need to have a slightly open mind. Um, so there's the experiment. The experiment is your life in talking to the angels. Is the book written to help somebody who has uh, problems in their life now, someone who's looking to avoid problems in their life, or somebody who's just looking for uh, that type of spiritual connection? Yeah, it's for people who want to deepen their relationship and really get a real palpable relationship flowing with, with the divine. It's definitely for people who just need need some inspiration and need to lighten up and need to detox from the heavy heaviness that can accrue uh, over a lifetime. It's people who for people who are just curious and just wondering, could this possibly be true? The... Um fact that most people find trouble spots in their lives no i don't think there's anybody who can go through a lifetime without having um, bouts of what you lived most of your life dealing with uh does that mean that uh, they don't have the the guidance that they need from these angels or does it mean that they just need to uh, embrace it better I think it's a little of both because sometimes these things can be avoided with a proper proper alignment with the divine and with a nice energy detox, which the angels and the angel work that, that I do is really great at. It just helps detox you at an energetic level, and then from there you can really see how you feel. Because to be frank, a lot of us are empaths, a lot of us are sensitive, and we're carrying around other people's emotions, other people's baggage. So the only real way to know how you actually feel feel is to detox from all of that stuff um, and the angel work and the daily practice that we design here really helps with all of that. What do you say to somebody who embraces what we're talking about tonight, communicates with angels, maybe even feels as though they're getting some communication back in return, yet still faces adversity in their life? Are they not doing it right? 
no, I think they're doing great. Uh, and the way that the angels show it to me is that every time you sit and you pray and you sit and invite these energies in and you do invocations, it's 21 invocations, which is different than just prayer, because an invocation activates the light that is, that is in you as well. And so, uh, but the way that the angels show it is that you know, every time you make a good act to align yourself with a higher power, that you put this good juju in a bucket, and eventually that bucket will overflow. I was having a conversation before the program with my associate producer, Arturo, here. Uh, and his first question, which was the first question I asked you, is what are angels? And, um, you know, we started to have this philosophical philosophical discussion that some people believe angels are part of a, a, a god in terms of religion. But some people think there's maybe something more practical to them, maybe an interdimensional aspect or maybe even an alien connection. What are your thoughts on those ideas? Yeah, I love them all. I think it's all all possible. Again, I don't come at this from a religious perspective. I didn't learn about angels from a book. I, I experienced them first and then kind of reverse-engineered my, my knowing about them. Um, but, yeah, I think it's highly possible that they are interdimensional beings. Um, and, and, you know, we have accounts uh, in the Bible in the Old Testament that sound really kind of alien contact-ish, you know, if you read Ezekiel and, and uh, those experiences. So, again, you know, we can... We can, we, can, we can debate what they are, what they're not. All I know is that I do not kick good beings out of bed. If they're here to help me, I'm going to say yes to support. So some people need to really love to believe that they're aliens. Some people love angels. I, I, I see them as angels, but I'm not opposed to other philosophies as long as you know we're talking to the ones that are here to help us. One of the things that you talk about in the book is you invite readers to set up a sacred space in their homes. What's that for? Why is it important? And what would it give us an idea of what it would look like? Yeah, so uh, when I say sacred space, it could be as little as uh, maybe a little, you know, three-inch by three-inch corner of your house where you light a candle and you go there uh, with the intention of connecting with the divine. But some people like to put uh, figurines or flowers and make them extremely ornate. But what this does is it helps us focus our attention on the divine. It helps remind us there's something going on, uh, and it acts like a little doorway or a portal or like a telephone system. So uh, I also love using them because they bring incredible peace to people. And if you've never had a sacred space in your house, I highly recommend. Um, and some people put, you know, uh, uh, pictures of the lost loved one or, you know, people who've passed away. Um, and it just builds this environment of the sacred. And when you bring the sacred into your home, your life becomes sacred. Another thing that you talk about is the power of nature. Uh, obviously, you know, when we talk about these things, particularly when we talk about divine ideas, we have to believe that nature is part of a divine plan. But what's the connection between nature and, and the angels that we're talking about tonight? Yeah, essentially angels will utilize and work with just about anything that they can get their celestial hands on to get our attention. So I've had, you know, hundreds of reports of people seeing manifested miracles by using nature, so or by working with nature. So let's say um, they're going through a hard time, uh, or they're and they're really asking for support and help, and they look up in the sky, and there's perhaps an angel cloud with it, it looks like a huge angel wing, or sometimes they'll see rainbows, or maybe all these suspicious birds will keep on flying by right when they're thinking things. So um, so I believe that the, the divine and nature are unified. It's like a unified field. And when we start working with the divine, the, the world responds to us back. The world is alive. And the more that more of us can, the more that we can open up our hearts, minds, and lives to the fact that the world is alive and communicating with us always, and sometimes instantaneously, the more that we feel lifted and and supported and not alone. And so that, that really is also what the, what the book helps us do. You know, a lot of people talk about things that connect them with loved ones that have departed. And one of the things that comes up very frequently uh, is butterflies and birds. And you've mentioned yeah. birds on several occasions here. Is there a connection between departed loved ones and angels in that respect? Uh, well, a connection between angels and the departed loved ones? Or I, birds? I, I guess I, all, all of the above. Now, uh, you know, 
we often get comfort in things that we see that remind us of of a departed loved one. And we've had people say, okay, my my mother was uh, loved monarch butterflies. And and, mm. and this certain day on her birthday, all of a sudden I saw three monarch butterflies. Oh. And you're yeah. talking about birds and other things in nature. Are, are, I guess my question is, is a sign like that, um, and just to use that that example I was giving you, uh, is that a uh, an effort by a, dece- a departed loved one to send a message, or is it an angel doing it for that person? Um, I believe it could be either or. And even though in this particular book I talk a lot about angels in general, I'm a big believer in allies and allies, invisible allies that come in a variety of support. So our ancestors are one form of those allies and ancestors definitely get activated out in nature as well. So often the person knows exactly what what happens. So they'll, they get a sense that that, oh, that's my mother. And so our task is to learn to develop and trust with our own, our own intuitive feelings uh, and really engage with this, the spirit of life that's really woven through all living things. You talk about uh, managing expectations as well. In other words, you have to have patience when working with angels. You seemed, in your experience, to have a fairly immediate uh, change in your life because of the steps you took. Is it something that can be immediate? And if not, how long does it take? Yes, it can be immediate and spontaneous. That actually happens quite a lot. And actually, the, this book is already making making that happen. I just got I just got uh, someone posted in our Facebook group just today how in the mail she got the book and this unexpected check for twelve thousand dollars. Whoa! Now I know it sounds crazy, right? And I, but I'm not making that up. It's it's in my Facebook group, <laughs> and I took a picture of it. It's like woo! So uh, so yeah, it can happen spontaneously, um, and lots of things are ha- are happening for people. With the book, but it, it can it can happen. It can take time. Again, you're spending spending time every day putting good juju into a bucket, and so sometimes it's time to cash it in, and sometimes it's not. When somebody is at a low point in their lives, and I'm sure you've in the course of of this work that you're doing, have talked to a lot of people like that. Um, can a simple conversation? about these ideas, start them on the path, or does it require more effort from someone like you or family members or friends to help them point in the right direction? Yeah, you know, we're all so different, right? And some of us are coming at it from from a place where we're really dense. Like, I, I literally needed a miracle in order to get me out of uh, that hole I was in. But not everybody needs all that. Um, but, yeah, some people need a lot more nudging. Some people... Uh, uh, need more hand-holding. But I'll tell you, we all need support. We all need people. We all need people to remind us that there's something beautiful uh, about life that that, can, that we can take a bite out of. Uh, but each of us are so unique. Uh, but I do not believe in coincidences. So if, if, uh, if, if people uh, have people talking to them about angels, there could be a reason for that. It's we have to listen. Um, this stuff is so practical, and it's right there for everybody. We talked earlier about dark energies and demons. Is there a way to uh, avoid them to begin with before they become a problem in your life? Yeah, I feel the best way um, the best way is to be joyful, is to align your life in a way that brings joy to to yourself, but also joy and love and support to others. That helps build spiritual resiliency uh, and also just a daily practice. A daily, you know, this is why I do my daily daily um, daily ex- experiments for people and, and create these things because it really helps just by tapping into this unconditional force of love. It helps build this resiliency. And if we don't do that, we crust over. It's very easy to crust over. And so it's not that hard. Just, you know, if, if, like, if I, all I say is, hey, be happy and talk to God, that's about it, right? But, but it's hardly easier said than done on this planet sometimes. <laughs> um, I I'm, have to assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is uh, a lot like anything that we've uh, tend to venture into it. You'll get as much out of it as you put into it. And another, uh, not to keep going back to this religious connection, but the, the, the saying goes, you know, God helps those that help themselves. Um, are those maxims that, uh, that apply to this particular discussion? 
I think so. I think so. Yes. I, I think a, a lot of a lot of those types of things are definitely run true in the in the current of of what what I'm seeing. But yeah, you know, here's the thing. I mean, we can't really approach approach spirit, approach the divine to just straight up get rescued. You know, we have to do our part. And it's, you know, I liken it to wishing that you could, uh, you know, win the lottery. I want to win millions of dollars, but you're just sitting sitting on the couch eating a sandwich, drinking, drinking a beer, and not at least going down to buy a lotto ticket. So we have to do our part, and spirit will guide us uh, to take sacred actions, to, to start aligning our lives to more joy and, and happiness. But so many of us are crusted over with fear. We don't believe in ourselves, and we, that's why we need spirit and support. I, I trusted and believed in the angels before I could ever believe in myself. I now believe in myself, but I had to believe in something bigger than me to get me out. The book is called The Angel Experiment. Corinne, give uh, people your website, your so other social media that you'd like them to investigate and where they can get a hold of the book. Oh, great. Yeah. So Corinne Grillo is C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. You can get the book from the website or you can go to Amazon or you can find me all over Facebook. Um, Corinne Grillo is my Facebook page. And you can also check out our angel community, our free angel community, which is the Seven Day Miracle Challenge. Challenge board and oh, I have to say, in the seven day miracle challenge, I did a five a five day live stream of for the angels of abundance. So if any of you are wanting to invite in more abundance, definitely check check it out there. Thank you for being here tonight, and thank you for such an uplifting and inspiring message. Oh, thanks for having me, JB. I've had so much fun, and we'll hope to have you back on the program again soon. Yeah, thank you. Are you tired of the costly charges of embalming a loved one? Does the hassle of meeting with the mortician interfere with your play on the back nine? Have you ever thought, there's got to be a cheaper way? Crap Poker Sense. Save money and do it on your own time with the Crapco Home Embalming Kit. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit consists of all the key instruments needed to start embalming at home today. The Hydro Aspirator. Nasal Aspirator. Cavity Chemical Injector. Operating Scissors. Super Drain Tube. Suture Needle Set. And more. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit. Don't let Aunt Ethel's passing make you pass up a trip to the mall. Why let Uncle Dave's stroke interfere with your backstroke? Use the Crapco Home Embalming Kit to start a small business for the wife. And what better way to show that lover you care than to embalm them yourself with the Crapco Home Embalming Kit. <laughs> Our goal at Crapco is to save you money. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit. It may not be right. It may not be ethical. Hell, it may not even be legal. But with the Crapco Home Embalming Kit, you'll save on the way to the grave. Crapco, helping out the living so you can afford to die. Crapco highly recommends that you clean all home embalming kit tools before using them for cooking. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Beyond Reality Radio. A little uh, tongue-in-cheek humor there for you. We... Uh, Thank Corinne Grillo for being with us tonight. Great conversation. Her book is called The Angel Experiment. Also looking ahead tomorrow night, Ronald Meyer will be here to talk about his new book, Bigfoot Singularity. He says that Bigfoot are actually alien creatures with paraphysical and paranormal capabilities. And then Thursday night's program, Greg Doyle will join us. Greg is an author and an astral traveler. He'll tell us how to separate our astral bodies from our physical bodies in order to explore the universe. Friday, of course, is a best of program. And looking ahead, I'm really, really excited about Monday night's program. I know I say that a lot, but Dee Wallace, who is an actress, you remember her? She was the mom in E.T. She was also in movies like Cujo. She did a lot of horror movies. That's how I uh, I met Dee from the horror convention circuit and also Scaricon. Um, but she's also a healer an author and a healer, and she'll be introducing us to conscious creation and how to live a better life. That's Monday night's program, but I will be asking her some questions about her film work as well. How, how can you not? She's done so much, like 250 film and television credits. We have to talk about that a little bit. Once again, find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search for J.V. Johnson. Subscribe to the channel, please. We want to get our numbers up there, and we want it to be a way that uh, folks can access more resources from the program, like back episodes and bonus content. Go to YouTube, search for JV Johnson, subscribe, hit the notification icon. That'll help you um, also get notified when we put uh, new content up or we live stream. That's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Beyond Reality Radio.
Beyond Reality Radio is hosted by Jason Hawes and J.V. Johnson and produced by Alexandria Johnson and Slick Eddie Edwards for Entercom Radio. Beyond Reality Radio is distributed by Westwood One Radio Networks. Stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Follow the hosts on Facebook as well. For Jason Hawes, follow at JasonHawes.taps. For J.V. Johnson, follow at J.V.J. Paranormal. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Radio or you have a suggestion for a guest, contact Slick Eddie Edwards at SlickEddieEdwards at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our chat room as well at beyondrealityradio.com. Thanks for listening.